and the pursuit of happiness. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Plain and simple. It doesn't say the right to keep and bear muskets shall not be infringed. It doesn't say shall not be infringed unless Democrats say this weapon looks so scary we have to get rid of it. It doesn't say that at all. It says shall not be infringed. We said this in the last, the last markup on legislation where the Democrats were trying to infringe on Americans, law-abiding American Second Amendment liberties. We said the Democrats' beef is with the Second Amendment. If you want to change the Second you want to get rid of the Second Amendment, go try a constitutional amendment. See how far you get with that. That's a great That's a great piece of advice. Congressman Jim Jordan is the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. That committee yesterday did indeed pass out of committee to the House, perhaps for a full vote, a ban on quote-unquote assault weapons, something that they do not even understand. Uh, joining us now is Congressman Jordan, that ranking member. Uh, it's good to have you back on the program, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you. I was flabbergasted uh, when uh, when Jerry Nadler, the chairman of your committee, who wants to ban assault rifles, particularly AR-15s, particularly a what about yeah. forty-five different variations of these AR-15s, he wants to ban. Was asked, sir, do you know what AR stands for? And he said, yeah. and, this, and, and the reason it matters is because what you just said in that clip that I played on uh, in that meeting, um, and, and that is scary. They're trying to scare people. Yeah. So he said, AR stands for assault rifle. And of course, yeah. Representative Massey said, uh, "No, yeah, that would, that would be our yeah. right, sir." Yeah, no, it doesn't. yeah. 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 Uh, t- tell me, tell me your thoughts now that this thing has gotten out. Well, no, no the, the 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 truth is their um, their beef is with the Second Amendment. They don't like the Second Amendment. And here was the irony: we we did a series of amendments from Republicans that said, "Okay, well, uh, we disagree with this. We think law-abiding citizens should not have their Second Amendment liberties infringed on." Uh, but um, why don't we make at least at least add to the bill, make a terrible bill a little less terrible? Let's let's add exceptions for okay. How about disabled veterans who need an arm brace? How about how about veterans? Uh, how about uh, people who live within ten miles of of the border where we no longer have a border and their ranches are being overrun with illegal migrants coming across? H- how about uh, victims of domestic violence? How about so we had a number of exceptions. They said no to all of those. But you know what the bill does? The bill allows any federal agency bureaucrat at that agency. To continue to purchase these arms that they're going to uh, these uh, these uh, firearms that they're going to ban, including the Department of Education and the Department of Agriculture. And our point was, what did, what a bureaucrat that the Department of Education needed AR-15 for, for goodness sake? But that's a, that's permitted under the bill, and it's like this is how ridiculous the Democrats' legislation is, and how much they're committed to their assault on fundamental liberties of law-abiding Americans. You know, it's it's so important, and I saw the signage that you guys had up there, too, shall not be infringed, one placard at a time to make sure that everybody can understand that and say it that so. They don't seem to understand that, and they don't really seem to care what the facts are. Right. Um, and, and I'm so glad you pointed out that they won't even allow exceptions in the midst of their, their lust for just, you know, pleasing their base, particularly in the light, in the light of mass shootings, uh, their, their, their desire to please their base. They don't even care about, like you said, the ranchers and the people who live along the border that just does not exist. And they are not just being, yeah. you know, Joe Biden likes to say, why do you need a weapon with that many rounds anyway? It must be a terrible shot. Or that or you think the deer are wearing Kevlar. How about the fact that not every home invasion is a single person? How about sometimes it's two, three, four? How about sometimes it's dozens coming from across the border and invading your ranch? And if you're protecting yourself and your family, you kind of can't do it with a six shooter. Yeah, exactly. And this is this elitist attitude that says, oh, government can have 
the ability to, 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 to purchase these arms and have these, these type of weapons. But regular people can't. And, oh, uh, regular people who want to defend themselves, who may be in a, a situation like you just described, oh, that, that's not going to happen. But the elites who can hire the private security and live in their fancy places with all kinds of protection and gated communities, all, it, 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 it's part of this elitist attitude from so many on the left who think they're better than us and, frankly, don't understand what life is like in the middle of the country where so many people are, are, are just much more familiar with firearms, who, who are sportsmen, uh, who, who, um, who, who understand how weapons are. We saw this in the committee yesterday. They couldn't tell the difference between a brace and a bump stock. I mean, just the, the names themselves should tell you a brace for a veteran, who, who can, who, uh, a disabled veteran. They, they couldn't tell the difference, and it was, it was almost laughable at some points, and it frankly would be laughable if we weren't talking about a fundamental liberty that is in our Constitution. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it, there's nothing to laugh about here. It's aggravating. It's infuriating. And again, they like to use those scary words like assault wipe, rifles and weapons of war. And didn't you, I, mean, I don't know if it was you or not, I was listening to a few different people in their uh, comments on that committee yesterday. Uh, somebody brought up the fact that this is, a, this is a joke to suggest that these are weapons of war. We talk to military members. We yeah. talk to people who are in battle. You take an AR-15 in a battle, you are not going to get out of that battle alive. They don't take semi-autos. They take automatic rifles if they have to go to battle. Yeah, you can. You, the, the, Mr. Stubbe, who was a member of our military, um, talked about how you can you can you can flip to a three round burst where it, where it becomes automatic, and then or you can you can keep it at semi automatic, which means you have to pull the trigger each time for for a round to fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to have some people in our committee who are who are truly experts in how firearms work, like Mr. Massey uh, and Mr. Stubbe, um, and and frankly, the Democrats had no one on their side who I, I think fully understands how um, how some of these weapons that they're trying to ban actually uh, actually function. No, and, and if they do, they 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 don't want to they don't want to you know explain their understanding because they want to use you know it's propaganda it's a propaganda campaign make people afraid yep. of these things so that we generate public support for their ban. But I like what you said. You want to go after the Second Amendment, go after the Second Amendment, but stop with this ridiculous legislation that essentially guts the Second Amendment. So, Bob, you uh, know what else they did? They passed legislation last night in committee to 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 allow people just to sue gun manufacturers. Not, not when the gun malfunctions. Like you can sue it. Uh, remember, I, I remember. You know, you and I are old enough to remember the, the, the Ford, but Pento, and it was exploding. There's the defect in design. So if there's a d- design deficiency or defect, then you can, you can. You, there's, there's a tort. There's, a, there's a cause of action there. But they want to be able to just sue gun manufacturers. The gun didn't malfunction. It's just some evil person did some evil act, and then they want to be able to go sue the gun manufacturer. That's what they also passed last night. So again, instead of like, if you're beef with the Second Amendment, try to change that. I think it's a great one. Of, you know, one of the great things about our, our Constitution, of course. But if you want to change it, go 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 change it. Do the process you have to do. But no, they want to put gun manufacturers out of business, and they want to they want to ban certain weapons and uh, in an effort to fully get rid of the Second Amendment. That's not how it's supposed to work. I wish you hadn't gone there because now I'm going to have to say this. Um, the same, same party that wants to hold the gun manufacturers liable for the misuse yep. of the guns by the people yep. are, are, are the ones who don't want to hold the pharmaceutical companies liable yep. if the drugs that they put out under executive, uh, or not executive, under emergency use authorization kill yep. people or cause very yep. serious damage to people. They get complete immunity from any kind of judgment whatsoever. Yeah, and Thomas, uh, Mr. Massey brought that very thing up because he had a constituent who... Uh, was was really harmed in a, in a during a, a test, um, and and the the people who did that had complete liability. And so, uh, yeah, that that was a uh, that was part of the debate late last night. We finished up about midnight last night in the, in the committee. But um, no, it's it's a, it's a it's a very valid point. 
Has anybody gone after Chevy, by the way? Because wasn't it a Chevy van that the guy drove through the Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin was? I think it was a Chevy yeah, van, right? Chevy's yeah, responsible for the way that van was used, I guess, right? Yeah, and that was that was the example that was used by uh, Republicans on the committee last night to point out how just how wrong that legislation was that that they passed as well. Um, so bans are it's eight pages. And that, that, on the, back to the in the legislation, eight pages listing line by line the various weapons that a law-abiding American citizen will no longer be able to purchase that are currently available for purchase. And there's like some like twenty million. Uh, um, uh, AR-15 style rifles out there that the, that the American people have, and and now going forward, eight different pages of those style of, of uh, guns that that are not going to be able to be uh, purchased by the American people. It just makes no sense. No, it really does not. Uh, and by the way, I didn't see any of that late night stuff, so I wasn't plagiarizing those individuals. I'm not Joe Biden. I no, I know, I know. Own, I come up with my own material. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Congressman, uh, meanwhile, speaking of uh, let's go, Brandon, uh, he decides to announce his phony climate emergency yesterday. Oh, he didn't declare the, quote, national emergency, which is probably coming next week, but he said, I view climate as an emergency, and he's going to take a bunch of executive actions. Um, how, how long do we have to listen to this nonsense, um, considering the fact that we could take the most egregious steps imaginable to harm the American people, uh, putting in carbon taxes and all kinds of other things, all in an effort to fight climate, when it will make exactly zero difference when the largest yep. polluters in the pl- on the planet, in China and in India, aren't changing a thing. They think that one little p- spot on the globe is going to change the future of the globe, uh, even though the, 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 the rest of it is doing nothing. I mean, that, that, what is the goal here for them? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, they, they don't like the country. They don't like free markets. They don't like the, the rule of law. They don't like equal treatment. I mean, all this, all those great principles that make America the greatest nation ever. I don't. I, they, they just don't like it. Now, I don't even think Joe Biden actually probably agrees with all the climate agenda. I just think he does whatever the left tells him, uh, yeah. as evidenced by all the bad policies that have been put in place and everything that they're doing and doing it in an intentional fashion that, as you point out, actually harms America. I mean, when you drive up the cost of energy. You're going to drive up the cost of everything else because you got to move goods around the country. That's just how it operates. So you drive up the cost of energy like they have, you're going to have this record inflation, and, and we got now a 41-year high inflation. So all this is being done intentionally to harm the country, including the border, which we've talked about numerous times. That's being done intentionally. So I don't know that Joe Biden has necessarily an original idea anymore. I think he's. I think it's all driven by uh, – uh, he's now just like, okay, whatever the left tells me, I'm going to do what the left wants because the left controls our party. That's where the political power is in the Democrat Party uh, today, and he's beholden to them. So, um, you know, we'll see what he does for, uh, further on this. But the left truly embraces this crazy climate agenda, which is harmful to American families. You know, uh, you read my mind when you brought up the border, because that was going to be my next question. Uh, two quotes from Alejandro Mayorkas, who's in charge of Homeland Security, and it's simply disgusting and reprehensible. He reiterated yesterday that the border is, quote, look, the border is secure. We are working to make the border more secure. This has been a historic challenge. That was challenged by uh, Brandon Judd, the president of National Border Patrol Council, who said uh, yeah. that not only do the drug flows into the U.S. are at record numbers, but also the number of migrants that get past agents. And one agent spoke to Fox News, said, hundreds of thousands crossing every month is not the definition of secure. They are liars, and anyone who believes them are fools. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you respond to Alejandro Mayorkas? No, it's ridiculous. Like the, what he's saying, don't believe your lying eyes, America. You, you know, you can you can turn on the you can see just this this the 
constant flow, and month after month after month we set records. And, of course, while we're processing, because the Border Patrol agents no longer are actually agents doing their job. In secure, I mean, they're, they're doing their job the best they can, but they're not doing what their original task is, which is secure the border. They've now become processors in the Joe Biden, uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas world. They process people in. So that's what they're focused on. Instead of being able to do the good work that they've, they've traditionally done, historically done, they now haven't been functioning as, as processors. And while they're doing all that, they don't, they're still occupied in processing people into the country that they, it, it limits their ability to stop the drug flow. Which, and we know what fentanyl is doing to communities all over the nation. So yeah. that's the problem. And then for him to say it's secure is just ridiculous. Everyone understands there is no way you can set record after record, month after month after month, and, have, and see all these drugs come in as well and, and say our border is secure. But he says it. I guess because it must make him feel better or something, um, but we know it's not the case. But the irony of that, Congressman, is this, and this is something I didn't realize happened two days ago, but on Tuesday, Mayorkas told an audience at the Aspen Institute, quote, I am, to a great extent, aligned with the expectations of the immigrant community. Those expectations, quote, match my ambitions for what we want to do at DHS, uh, describing himself as a refugee from Cuba and saying that re- they reflect, I think, the president's ambitions for what our country needs and who we are, echoing his claim that Americans must ensure their homeland is a nation of immigrants, not a nation of citizens. So he's essentially saying, I, I'm in charge of homeland security, but I, I don't plan on making it secure. I plan on making sure more immigrants come in here every single month. He's literally acknowledging it now. Yeah, well, but never forget a few months ago in the committee hearing, we asked him a simple question. He said there have been 42 uh, illegal immigrants who come across the border who were on the terrorist watch list. What is their status? Where are they at? And his answer was, I don't know. So <clears throat> when you have the Secretary of Homeland Security saying something like that in a congressional hearing where he should be prepared to answer that question, knowing that that's likely to come up, and he wasn't, that, that tells you how bad a job he is doing and why I think there's probably a decent chance if, in fact, the American people do what I hope they're going to do, which is put Republicans back in charge of the Congress, that he, uh, he may step down as, uh, as Homeland Security uh, Secretary. Let's, let's, let's at least hope, because we can't do any worse than him. Oh, my goodness, no. No, I, we, we, do, we can just hope for that. Congressman Jordan, last thing for you, sir. You're taking a lot of heat and a lot of criticism for being one of the leading voices opposed to the bill that was just passed uh, from the full House to codify same-sex marriage. Uh, they claim they're afraid that the Supreme Court is going to do uh, to Obergefell what they did to Roe, and that is roll that same-sex marriage protection back. Forty-seven of your colleagues, Republican colleagues, joined with all of the Democrats there to defend mm-hmm. that. Um, like I said, you're taking a lot of heat. You're being called a bigot. You're being called a homophobe because you want to you want to uh, go back to uh, letting the states decide those things uh, and not be forced federally to recognize this. How do you respond to those critics? Well, I, I, I just like I said on the floor, this this bill is unnecessary. Uh, Judge Alito, in the in the Dobbs uh, opinion, said nothing in this opinion should be construed to, to to apply to anything other than the abortion issue that was in front of us. Um, and and so I, I, it's and then you have the Obergefell decision, which which said what it said. So look, I believe in traditional marriage, I always have, but this this legislation was uh, completely unnecessary, and I think it's a further effort, Bob, to um, to further intimidate the court. I mean, you, you think about what we've seen over the over over the last several uh, uh, years and months. It started with Schumer on the steps of the of the Supreme Court saying Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, you've unleashed the whirlwind. You will face the the con- you will pay the price. Is what he said. Nadler's introduced legislation to add four associate justices to the Supreme Court after the Dobbs leak decision 
uh, came out, uh, there were protests at Justice's homes, um, putting online where, where Justice Barrett's children go to school, where her family attends church, trying to intimidate the court while a, while a case was pending in front of the court, directly on point on this statute, and, and Merrick Garland refuses to do anything. And, of course, while all that was going on, Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, even though the Senate had passed legislation which said we're going to give protection to the justices' families, she held that up for four weeks. And guess what happened in that interim? Guess what happened in that four-week time? There was an assassination attempt on Justice uh, Kavanaugh. So when you have the legislative branch and the, and the executive branch teaming up with the left to go after and try to intimidate a separate and equal branch of government, the, the, the judicial branch, that is, that is dangerous. And so this effort was part of that whole uh, this bill was part of that whole effort to continue the intimidation. I spoke about all that on the floor uh, a couple of days ago, and that's why I was uh, I was proud to vote uh, against the legislation. Yeah, I concur. It is intimidating. It is harassing, and it is an attempt to demean and diminish the court. As if we will do what we need, what we know needs to be done, because we don't trust that you will do the right thing. So it is a it is a terrible, terrible precedent. I think that they are setting by taking these actions literally to intimidate the court. Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's fourth congressional district representative and the ranking member of that House Judiciary Committee. By the way, super quick, is this going to get through the Senate? It'll probably come out of the House. The, the talking about the gun, uh, the gun ban, the assault weapons ban. Uh, will it go through the Senate? Do you think, or do you think you have one or two Democrats I, I, who might oppose? I think, I think we can stop it in the Senate. Um, and there's, it's still un, uh, unclear if there's the votes to get it through the House, uh, but they're going to try next week. So I anticipate that they might get the votes, and but we'll be arguing uh, a big time on the, on the floor uh, of the House if they uh, if they bring this up next week. But that's their plan, I believe. Whether they have the votes, we'll have to wait and see. Well, I know you'll fight hard for us on that one and uh, and for our rights under the Second Amendment. Uh, thanks very much, Congressman. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. All right, that's Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, it's 955. Always Right Radio is right back after this. Must be the season of the witch. Must be the season of the witch, yeah. Must be the season of the witch. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 